is the evening of the 16th of May 2019. Welcome to PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Nights Podcast. I am Point Blanky Rumbi. Thank you so much for coming in and checking in with me. I'm getting better about saying this title. I'm really glad about that. A perfect day spent and a perfect evening is about to begin. I got to do another piece of animation and complete that piece and then even prep another one. And it's a very interesting part I've got into in the animation in the office. I am evoking emotion in the character. The character is in tears and I'm trying to make sure that she is fully noticed to be actually emoting that which I want her to do because when you're making a character act out emotion and the person who's going to watch this show is supposed to truly enjoy everything that's happening in it and I think we're getting good results so far from the team that we're working with and I'm very grateful about that. Aside from that perfect flow of events today I was caught up with a, a couple of cool things I got to watch when I got home some of my favorite shows are coming back, some of my favorite um, uh, movies are about to be dropped and I'm excited, I mean Yes, we just finished Endgame and now we're prepping ourselves to watch Spider-Man Far From Home and with the new trailer I'm seeing a lot of stuff is going to be happening and it's going to be interesting to see how people respond to this particular one and the one thing I was happy to see today was actually the trailer for Black Mirror Season 5. That show, I remember we actually played a drinking game with one of my people, with a couple of my people actually who are at a friend's place. Everyone was in onesies, we had a lot of zapper in the space and then for everything that felt cliche or shocking we would take a shot and I think we'll do that with the three episodes that are coming up I also hear that one of my favorite stand-ups Bill Burke will be dropping his stand-up later this year so I'm happy about that and even one of my peoples from the clique also enjoyed his stand-up and is finally getting into his stand-up and that's going to be really really good to see and see the results that come from that because it's a fun time man I mean we're getting into June July for the guys in the states you're getting into your summer we're about to get into our winter and that's all I'm going to say about winter for now and when I was looking at it I was I was watching some other pieces of material as I over, over lunch today and the one thing that actually stood out for me was this clip uh, for Joe Budden's The Pull Up uh, shout out to Joe Budden for on Spotify and everything that he does and the clip was an interview of Little Duval and Little Duval was talking about how the wheel that has made people become stars how it has shifted from what it was before and into what it is now with the power of the internet anybody can be famous and it made me think back to another piece of information I got from another podcast I thoroughly enjoy it's called You Must Remember This by Karina Longworth and it's basically the, the history of the first century of Hollywood and how stars were made and how stars were manufactured keyword here is being manufactured and here's the premise that from what I got from these different pieces of information out there in the world a person would make it into Hollywood and they came with raw talent and potential by making it there with raw talent and potential the first question you're asked is uh, if you have a next of kin, if you have a family and all that kind of thing and then after you got that they'd now listen to your name and if they like what your name sounded like they'll keep the name or they'll just change the image that you are to better suit that which is supposed to be portrayed to the world because celebrity is supposed to be this thing we aspire towards it's supposed to be this aesthetic we strive to become it's supposed to be this mount olympus figure that we try to be like if you're going to be a voice you want to be you want you to be the god apollo you don't want you to be just another person who can actually execute a note and i see that every step of the way and in those days the, the whole idea was you are this perfect package everybody has to fantasize about you you were never supposed to be human you're supposed to be godlike 
and the idea behind that was what is actually making careers come to life. But then the thing I loved about the You Must Remember This podcast was the idea of how they break down the flaws these people would have in their personal lives. And when my, when your life is micromanaged to the extent that celebrities had their lives micromanaged back in the 1920s and 1930s, you can't even imagine to what extent it would lead to pitfalls of destruction. I mean, there's certain actors and actresses who were literally encouraged to drink more so that they looked the part that uh, their fans would notice and and draw themselves towards the bad boy, the rogue character, the the femme fatale, the the sexual figure and take for example the one who I've seen this image being shared over and over again. I even know people who have this character on their walls and I say character because she was never a real person. For those who are already inkling towards this, you know who I'm talking about. Marilyn Monroe. The young lady was a redhead turned into a sparkling white blonde haired femme fatale and she was this figure that I, I used to see her image all over the place when I was a kid and I'd see girls try so hard to become that and the more it happened the more I'm looking at even in the music industry how guys would actually become that and the whole trying to be a, a memorable figure and a, a staple in, in, in the stardom that came with whatever career you chose it showed based on how you'd be packaged because you actually had to be packaged I remember seeing that even later when it came to the hip-hop industry in the initial days of hip-hop when I as I was growing up I noticed the images I'd see from the 70s the late 70s and early 80s guys would dress like superheroes leather outfits tights glossy hair um, gauntlets and spiky this and spiky that and leather outfits up the wazoo man and the look changed when Cats like the Wu-Tang Clan came out much later and it became more of the baggy jeans, the baggy hoodie, the, 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 then it became the sweatsuits and after the sweatsuits now it became more fashionable brands and like right now when you reach the level where people are wearing actual high-end fashion brands and that kind of thing and the image that will be portrayed, this, this kind of, um, for lack of a better word, swagger that came from it and we, we noticed that from day to day, like I know I own pieces of jewelry that are gold plated. I mean, stainless steel gold plated, but it's gold plated nonetheless. I hope to eventually be able to afford gold, but I like the look of it. So I'm not going to start pretending as as if I can have reached the fiscal position to do those other kind of outfits yet, but I'm working on it. I intend to get there eventually. But as I make my way there, it's going to be fun to live the life as close to as possible. I mean, yes, I want to look the part, but I don't want to actually make myself look so much the part that I forget that which I am. So I'm still the guy who take a walk home or take a cab home, depending on what I'm doing at the time. Now, the whole idea of stardom and the way it was packaged and how their lives used to be, it, it became this fantasy that could not be sustained, especially in a day and age where everybody in celebrity shares every bit and piece of their life on a day-to-day basis. Take, for example, me. I share with you the 9 to 5 that I spend on, on, on a daily basis and the evenings of what I spend on a daily basis. I'm, I'm not ashamed of, or fearful to tell you that I'm fatigued from time to time and even the exhaustion that I have that I intend to at least fulfill a commitment I, I've given myself to make sure that I create a, a piece of content that I told you ages ago I will fulfill. So regardless of that, no excuses, I will do that which is needed. And I'll be as practical as possible. 
and the reason why the whole stardom thing popped back in my head is because I started hearing about certain names based on the interviews and the different podcasts that I was talking about earlier. Um, Karina Longworth uh, had an episode where she talked about Frank Sinatra and the packaging of Frank Sinatra and how hard Frank Sinatra would be in relationships and how he'd abuse the power that he had and how he'd let himself be vulnerable to specific ladies and to enjoy their company and all that. I mean, just tit for tat to make sure that there's some people who will do certain things to be around celebrities and there's some people who will never cross that line. Personally, I chose to not cross a certain line because it became a weight that was just impossible to carry. And it's why I actually said in in one episode before that I don't consider myself a celebrity, I consider myself familiar. Being in 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 the entertainment since the age of 19 and now being about to turn 34 the things I've seen and the, thing, the, the number of careers I've seen wasted and the number of lives I've seen completely distraught I don't want to put myself through that matter of fact I don't want to see anybody put themselves through that because it shows you can't escape it and when I see more people claim they want that celebrity life they want people to have that much access to their existence but they're doing it through lies and the lies that you're willing to give and put out for that specific existence it kind of makes it sad for me to see but who am I to judge as a person who is also playing the game the way it's supposed to be played but here's the crazy thing about how that whole celebrity thing has been solved for the everyday person currently growing up we're always told that if you make it to Europe or to the the Americas that that is the only way you could be successful or celebrity but then the internet happened internet happened it broke that mold the interview little duval did he said that when he was coming up in his industry he thought and he was told by everyone you have to go to california to make yourself big but then when he gets to california he realizes you have to make yourself in california from scratch yet in florida where he's from he's already got his own local buzz and he has a, a staple that would make sure he would be fed and he would be taken care of so he figured you know what i'll have them come to me he changed the dynamic he changed his stardom he knew what quality he already had and he knew what audience he already had and he made a, a piece of his own pie for himself and he went back to florida and the south and everything and this thing he said that actually struck me the most was when he said and i'm paraphrasing he said for the longest time we thought the country america was all cities yet it's all country and when he says country he means it's like farm towns and small little counties here and there and that sparked something in my head because everything I hear about Europe and America be it in documentaries, be it in history books and all these things one thing that always seems to reign true the cities assume too much about the country and when the cities assume too much about the country they forget that in the country is where the power truly sits Take for example, let's bring it to the dynamic of our country here. Now, in Kenya, most of the people who are supposed to be the, the consumer market that you want to target and you want to really get the attention of are the everyday people and not the everyday people in CBDs being central business districts. It's this everyday people outside of the three main cities. It's the guys in the, in the regions you barely pay attention to. 
in the cities we keep telling ourselves that we're living in a world that's super progressive and we're already online and we're online active and online savvy which is as far as the cities goes it works however the real power sits in the smaller regions take for example the time when guys were up in arms about how more Kenyan content as far as entertainment, television, music was possibly consumed. It was all focused on artists in the major city. Yet the artists who perform in vernacular and in vernacular stations, they are all, they're already hitting the circuits, they're already in the different regions and controlling whatever they have. And every time I'd meet an artist, an up-and-coming artist who says I come from this particular region and I'm the guy doing this, the first thing when the first moment when this hit me was I told the guy or the lady, whichever town you come from, see what I'm doing here, go replicate it where you are own that space dictate that space so that by the time i'm showing up i'm coming to ask your permission to come rock in your town because if you control your town and i show up to add my uh impact or input into what your town is two towns get to know about each other because i also get to reciprocate the same energy now it would be great if it would start with me doing it for you in the city but from how saturated the city like Nairobi is, everybody else gets to fail. There's one DJ I knew about who, he learned how to be a DJ in Nairobi. He was trained by the best of the best. He left Nairobi, went back to his home region. And when he went back to his home region with Nairobi level of skill, he became the guy to call every nightclub. He tied up his entire region in that one fouse. You can't go to that county and rock a party without his nod or his presence being there. Changing that dynamic made him the most powerful entity in his town, and we have to go pay homage in his mecca. That's what I'm trying to get people to think about. The bubble that is Nairobi will fade eventually, and it will slow down eventually. The only way the people of Nairobi truly get to be successful is if they get to be one with everybody else in the country. Being country has never been wrong. More money is in the country. Because country, that's where the food comes from. The food supply comes from out there. It's just shipped into the city. I'm a city bumpkin because I've been growing up here and I've lived here all my life. And the drop of a hat, I'll tell you this. If I could leave and still be able to send my emails, get my bank services, and get my business popping, I wouldn't stay in Nairobi. I'll tell you that for free. The dynamic of being a star has completely shifted. You can be a star from the comfort of your own home in whichever region you're from. If anything, becoming a person who's big in Nairobi should be a technicality. That's why I'm not surprised some radio stations are opening small micro stations that cater to specific, specific art forms and have a countrywide appeal. Radio still has power. Television still has power. As much as we'd like to say YouTube is everything, it's everything in the cities. It's not everything in the country yet. So if you want the international appeal, have that as an FYI. But the local appeal, that's a different ballpark altogether. Same thing I say about even my illustration game and my animation game. I'm, I'm familiar in Nairobi. My name's popped up a few times. A couple of cities outside of this uh, country of ours have heard of my work and have worked with me. I had no heavy impact 
500 meters outside the city because those regions have no idea who I am. So whenever I like rock a nightclub in a place like let's say Thika Town, I have to introduce myself. I have to present myself, I have to earn their respect, and I have to give them their respect because they are the talent. They are the audience. The audience dictates. And I am willing to learn from them everything they're willing to teach me. So for anybody who's thinking about the whole celebrity dynamic, think as far back or research as far back as how Hollywood made stars. Think as far back as how uh, the music industry in the, in the States made stars. Then think closer to the future of how stars make themselves here and how we give respect to certain DJs and certain artists both in Kenya and outside of Kenya and why we continue to build up the own element of the Pan-African art scene loving Pan-African music. The continent could sustain itself every chance it got. Before you worry about the first world, think about your own world. These are just my sentiments and just a few thoughts that have been crossing my mind today. I'm about to jump into some more artwork, try to get a page out. I want to get that page out really. This painting of this lady has to come out correctly and I have a couple of drawings from other clients I'm supposed to execute. I have at least two hours to make some magic happen so i'm going to jump into that thank you so much for listening we're about to hit 200 listens on anchor this week i can't even tell how many listens i have on any other platform but i'm loving that i'm really getting subscribers on those other platforms and i'm getting calls from my friends telling me that they're enjoying what they're listening to you know who you are that you even listen to the thing in the morning and you're a person who loves morning radio you are my hero and thank you so much for doing that for me and even listening to me as we speak everybody else please tell a friend to tell a friend check it out have a listen keep up the good work with everything you're doing with yourself to better yourself and in the words i would like us all to say in unison in time be caesar or be nothing at all god bless we'll talk in the morning point blank you won't be out